I think one thing that we all have to look at in our life is our immediate judgment on people. It is super hard not to look at someone and cast judgment, even if you don't even know them, just by the way they look, just by the way they hold themselves. I myself used to look at people, strangers or people that I knew, I would size them up, right? I'd look at them from the top of the head down to the toes and back up, and I would categorize them and put them in a box of who I thought they were, and I would identify them based on my experience of people. I don't know these people. I have no idea what their life is like. I don't know their hearts. So if I look at someone, I always use this one as an example, the, the kids that are walking around with their pants halfway down their butt with their underwear hanging out. And I could look at that kid and immediately put them in a judgmental box of a riffraff, a punk, you know, like pull your pants up kid, maybe even a gangster. But it's a kid. I mean, maybe it's a kid that's like not even 18 years old walking down the street. So the difference between judging and looking at that person and putting them in a category, putting them in a box and shaking our head at them. You could even look at a girl, a girl walking down the street, wearing next to nothing where you would do the same thing. This girl is a little slut hoe bag. I mean, that's what we used to say. You know, it's a horrible name, but maybe she is or maybe she isn't. We don't know. We just look at her. We say she's got no clothes on. She's obviously promiscuous. Who knows what else she is? All right, here are two examples. The difference between a Christian heart and a Christian set of eyes that look on these two people is compassion. So it's really looking at the heart, trying to look at the heart of what's going on with that particular boy or girl. Let's say they're 18, 16, 17, 18 years old. Now I look at them and I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on with them? Are they getting enough love at home? Are they insecure in their body? Are they running with the wrong crowd because they don't have enough self-respect or don't have enough identity? to turn and make a path for themselves, getting caught up in the culture? Were they abused? Because I just look at everyone now and I think everyone just wants to be loved. Now, there's a whole nother situation with people that we know in our families, the ones that are the closest to us. During these last two months of my dad, I had to pull back any kind of judgment on anyone when it comes to grieving. We all do it differently. So I can't possibly look at somebody else and say, they're not grieving the way that I want them to grieve. So therefore I'm upset and mad at them for this. I've got to pull back. I don't know hearts. What's truly going on? And in some cases, I don't have a real vulnerable relationship with someone where I could ask them and go there. Why is it that you're acting in this way? Help me understand. And quite frankly, sometimes it's none of my business. 
But if I'm close to someone or if they're in my family, it's sad that I don't have that kind of relationship where I could just reach out and talk to someone. And so instead, I say, Lord, I don't want to judge because I do not know the heart of this person. Everybody deals with death and illness and suffering in different ways. Some people completely run away. Some people embrace it and run toward it. Some people are in the middle. Some people are deathly afraid and can't even think about losing someone. Some people have faith and are joyous when God calls them to heaven. So when you look at like deep kind of situations and it really is pulling out the character of that person. And I'm going to tell you, I've said it to many people on this journey over the last two months. I will not judge. I will not because I don't know their heart and everyone grieves in a different way. So I'll be honest with you. I think people were coming to me expecting me to get on the bandwagon of judging, <laughs> judging another person on their, their actions during a time of crisis and suffering. And I refuse to do it because I know people don't know my heart either. Leave the judgment up to God. So how do we get around this then? You've, it's, oh, blah, 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 blah. It's practice loving other people where they are without judgment is practice. It takes practice because the moment that you catch yourself thinking or judging or looking at something, you've got to catch it. You've got to do the exact same thing as I've been telling you to do by capturing that thought, that emotion and making it obedient to Jesus and saying, you know what? I'm not going to judge because Jesus said, vengeance, well, it really was God, the Father. Vengeance is mine, is the Father's, not ours. Jesus did say that we are to love ourselves and love our enemies. And I'm even talking about those little slight judgments. <laughs> You know, maybe it's not a big thing that you're quickly doing in your mind, but we do it a lot. So again, pay attention, people. The minute, the minute you hear your mind talking about someone else, because that's basically what you're doing. You're gossiping about somebody else in your own mind or even talking to somebody else, because that's, again, gossip. Whether it's true or not, and by the way, how can you know? if it's true or not, when it comes to that person, if you don't know their heart. So you could be casting judgment incorrectly too, which would be even worse. So capture that thought and immediately, immediately say, Lord, I give this to you, this judgment. I love this person. I know they're broken. They are hurting. They are in pain. They are numbing themselves with this or that or the other. And they're trying to find that love and that acceptance that only comes from you, God, and they don't have it. So I need to pray for them. 
you know, coming close to death in a situation, even though it wasn't my death, but it was my dad's death. It has really changed me. Like, inside changed me. Life is short. I mean, my dad lived 80 years. And it just went like that. I'm 53. If I follow suit, God allows me to live into my older years. It's going to be gone before I know it. So that's why I sit here and I think, wow, I have got to really engage. Because I also don't know the day or the hour that God is going to take me off of this earth. And I need to be the best person that I can be. When my brother and I said goodbye to my dad on the phone, Praise God for that beautiful opportunity. Two times. One with a video, second time in his ear. And that was right before he died. My brother said, I want to be the kind of son that makes you proud. Those words resonated with me. I felt God speaking through my brother who I know has had so many seeds planted, (laughs) who said just the other day to a friend of his, who's very Christian, by the way, his friend, my dad is going to see Jesus. This is my brother who doesn't believe in God, I don't think. And Buddha is his thing. But I just look at, You know, again, God is amazing and he has done so many amazing things in my life with this whole situation. But God, I believe, spoke through my brother. And I reminded my brother the very next day. I said, Sean, do you remember what you said to dad? I want to make you proud by my life. My brother paused for a real long time because my brother is struggling just like we all are struggling with our vices. My brother's got the alcohol bug. We've got that generational spirit of alcoholism in our family, peeps. We just do. And again, no judgment. I don't know anyone's true inner heart. Think about how many times People may judge us based on what we say or we do, but they don't know what's going on with us, A, at that moment, or B, in our life, our life experience who made us who we are, the traumas and all of it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Lord, judgment is yours. Who are we? To think that we have it all figured out, that we can look at someone and actually judge how they live their life, when in essence, we should just love them and help them, love them in a way that makes them feel God in their heart, 
One of the last snares of the devil is gossip. And in some cases, gossip can be judgment, God. We know that life is short and we need your grace every day. So please help us not to judge others because we just don't know their heart. But you do. And you know our heart. And we desire to get closer to you in a relationship. We desire to have you walk with us every day. We want to have that peace, joy, and love that surpasses all understanding because we can have it with you. We can have that freedom from sin and addiction and hatred and anxiety and worry and resentment and fear. Lord, insecurities, that's the most important thing for us and all of the people around us because it's all about love, God. You are love, Lord, and we need that in our hearts. So please pour out your grace. Mary, the mediatrix of grace, you have been given that beautiful gift and God will never take it away from you. So we ask, please, we don't ask, we implore. We implore you to come into our hearts, into our minds, into our souls and help us to not judge. Only love like you. Guardian angel, please guide us and lead us and protect us today. Holy Spirit, fill us with your joy, your love, your peace. God, the Father, we love you. We thank you for the gift of faith. And in your Holy Son's name, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ah, sorry for that little snot sniff. <laughs> I didn't blow my nose yet today. Oh, people. Get out there and love. No judgment. And you know what? Yourself, too. Stop judging yourself. Don't sit there and say that you can't do things because you've not been able to do them before. Don't be down on yourself. I want you to be jazzed and excited and realize that life is going to be so much better if you don't judge. Because then when judgment comes, you will be clean of that vice. All right, everyone, I love you all. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body. And tomorrow, we are going to attack the New Year's and January challenges. I want you to think about it over the weekend and really commit and get excited about it. Because some of these changes that all of us are looking to do are life-changing changes. Sorry for the change, change thing, but yeah, life-changing changes are huge. And you can be that miracle that people see with their eyes, as I mentioned yesterday. So excited, so excited. By the way, I was going to come in a video yesterday. Oh my goodness, I have to apologize because I just got totally sucked in to the pictures of my father. So I'm putting a video together that will, you know, play on a loop at the memorial and the wake and stuff. Oh my gosh. It's already eight minutes long. <laughs> it's, a, it's going to be a long one, but it's exciting. All righty. On that note, I love you. Thank you all for being on this journey with me.
I'm keeping you in your in my prayers as always. Please keep me in yours and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a blessed and inspired day.